Welcome to the Cosmic Dispatch, a show about bodies, celestial and earthbound, time, experience, and the relationship between all of them. I'm your host, Corinne Nakasue, and good afternoon and happy almost spring. It'll be official tomorrow here in the Northern Hemisphere. It's been a weird winter, and I expect an equally weird spring. I think weird is just the new normal, but after this month, we should be embarking on a different flavor of weird, but it's still weird all the same. Um, For my astrology friends, I'd like um, to wish you a happy International Astrology Day and Astrological New Year and Equinox. We have a supercharged Aries season coming right out of the gate in a kind of one, two, three punch, typical Aries, right? Coming out swinging. Today, Mercury enters Aries. Tomorrow on the 20th, the sun enters Aries. And that's what marks the astrological new year and equinox. And then on the following day, we get a new moon in Aries. One, two, three, bam, bam, bam. Exciting. And since we have a new moon in Aries this week, that means we'll be, we'll be paying a little tribute to Aries and getting ready for this hopped up season with some Aries inspired music. And of course, we'll check in with this week's astro weather. Before we get to all of that, just want to remind you to share your astrological experiences and musings, ask questions, and give us show and guest recommendations by emailing us at thecosmicdispatch at gmail.com. And you can stay up to date with all of the Cosmic Dispatch content on our Instagram. And don't be shy to recommend yourself, recommend a friend if you think you'd be a great guest, or if you have a project you'd like to promote, let us know. Mandy will be there on the other end to collect your info and questions. You can also sign up for our monthly newsletter, which includes monthly horoscopes, moon reports, bonus content, and information about workshops and consultation schedules. All right, let's dive into the big astro of the week. So starting out with a bang. Mercury entered Aries very early this morning, so we're moving on from sensitive, poetic expressions of ideas and feelings to clear and direct communication. No frills, no fillers. Mercury in Aries is quick, expedient, and confrontational. It does not have the sensitivity of Pisces. It may even be a bit tactless. All of those things that we do to create a lot of ambience around our communications, I mean, that just goes away with Aries. We're almost down to bullet points. There's also not a lot of thinking or planning before speaking or moving. Aries is the moment and it's instantaneous. Whatever is expressed comes out with urgency and from instinct. And there's a sharpness to it. It cuts, 
right? It cuts through the crap and gets straight to the point. This can be awesomely refreshing, but it could also be premature. And because there's more urgency to express, Mercury in Aries, it, um, it doesn't take things in so well. It reminds me of this thing some people do when you're talking to them and they keep assuring that they already know what you're talking about, like saying, yeah, uh-huh, got it, got it, copy, gotcha, uh-huh. After everything you say, it's like they're telling you to hurry up and move it along. Um, I have Mercury in Aries. I don't do this, but I think it <laughs> sometimes. I've just learned... Um, to mask it a little bit because it's it's kind of rude and it, it's hard to have an actual conversation. Um, and I have had it done to me. And it's especially annoying when I'm trying to flesh out the nuance and detail of something. Makes me crazy, but I get it. Um, this is not a receptive place for Mercury. So listening is a challenge. Considering is a challenge. This is the animalistic and primal mind. It's also a mind that thrives on conflict. Conflict and friction are what energize and keep Mercury and Aries sharp, just like a knife, right? You have to scrape it against something repeatedly to keep it sharp. So, just know that during the next few weeks, if you get into it with someone, it'll probably blow over or be forgotten just as quickly. Aries energy doesn't linger. I think of the motto for Cobra Kai, for those of you who watch Cobra Kai or have watched The Karate Kid ever. Um, and their motto is, strike first, strike hard, no mercy. And I would add to that, no regret. It's like, oh, I hit you yesterday. You're still mad. That was yesterday. Get over it. Um, <laughs> so there's Mercury in Aries. Um, and then the following day, the 20th, the sun enters Aries and we get our first day of spring in the Northern Hemisphere and a whole new cycle begins. This is fresh start material, especially this March while we have so much movement. So in honor of Aries season, let's do a little Aries 101. So Aries explodes onto the scene and then it makes a sudden departure. No announcement, no fanfare, it is pure action. It is immediate and impulsive. Um, it's the uh, eternal infant of the Zodiac. It never outgrows its direct line to its desires. Aries always finds ways to be born. If there are obstacles to its desires or anything that might thwart their need for birth or rebirth, it will be seen as an opponent 
or it might not be seen at all. Because if you have nothing to do with what Aries is trying to accomplish, it will simply forget that you're there. And sometimes a war can break out over pure obliviousness. Um, Aries is not typically trying to go after anybody, unless, of course, there's something injured in the Aries nature. This is where we get bullying and bossiness. Um, that's not healthy Aries expression. Good, healthy Aries expression um, doesn't care about anything that is not related to their prime directive. Aries is focus. It's brief and intense. I often say, um, like the Aries slogan or an Aries slogan would be, be brief, be brilliant, be gone. And no, I do not like the sound of this um, right now at our current point in history, um, given our current political climate. Um, but that's what we're in. And also, Aries is where you may feel your aggression, desire, and impatience calling you up. It's where your trigger finger is going to get itchy and where you're going to feel ready to floor the gas pedal. If you've been making your way down a birth canal of sorts, you're ready to come out. I personally have a lot of Aries in my chart. And the story is that I came flying out of my mom and <laughs> the doctor had to catch me and almost dropped me, but he had to catch me sort of like a football. It's like, according to the story, it's like I got some air. <laughs> so speaking of birth canals, um, but now let's, let's cool down the fire of Aries for a moment and reflect on some other aspects of Aries at our disposal. So on the other side of this intense focus, this pure focus, innocence, and honesty, um, what was I saying? On the other side of the pure focus is innocence and honesty. Um, Aries usually means well and wants to be courageous, but because it's so immersed in its own being, it forgets to look around. Aries doesn't know how to complicate its pure directive with complex motives, worldviews, and agendas. It, it's just not in its nature that complex. It simply just aches to be. Now, I'm not saying that people who have a lot of Aries are not complex people, because people in general are complex, but I'm talking specifically about Aries energy. So the question for this season is, can we all find ways to be brave enough 
to be naked with our wants, unapologetic with our desires, but still try to do relationship with each other and the world. And it takes guts to be your just full naked self and birth yourself over and over. And it especially takes guts to do this and try to work with other people. The tendency for Aries in dealing with this is is just to go it alone. People and environments are complicated. So much more efficient to just, you know, be clean and do it yourself. But if Aries can incorporate a little bit of its opposite, Libra, and take into account the people it's around, Aries has the potential to be a shining example of leadership, bravery, and valor. Like the ram, the symbol for Aries, it can, it can lead us with courage into places we fear to go. And these places that are scary can be things like anything new, the unknown, and definitely the untried. And this is a, like, those things are actually what Aries gravitates towards. Aries is a cardinal fire sign. Its realm is the energetic, and it uses heat to get things moving. It simply must move. It must take action. Think about you know what happens to water when you boil it. You put heat under it, and it starts moving around. So it agitates, it excites, it inflames. It's the height of passion, but it can also snuff the fire out entirely. No slow burning embers here. It's a firework, bright, beautiful, and original for a moment. It's a burst, and then it's gone. We have an extremely potent week of astrology in our midst, and we're also welcoming Aries season, which officially lands tomorrow, the 20th. And the other big Aries news, this would be punch number three in the one, two, three Aries punch we're getting this week. Um, Punch number three would be the new moon in Aries on the 21st. The first interesting thing about this new moon is that it's one of two new moons in Aries that we're getting during Aries season. The second new moon in Aries happens April 20th, and it's a hybrid solar eclipse. I'll speak more about that in a few weeks. But the fact that Aries season is bookended by two new moons with one being an eclipse seems to me like the cosmos wants to be extra sure that we're breaking new ground. Like if you were a little slow out of the gate at this first new moon, you're going to get a little kick in the butt to make sure you get out there. The second feature that I'm looking at in this new moon is that it's squaring Mars in Gemini. Like, can I tell you how over 
Mars in Gemini I am right now. Um, but here it is again. <laughs> it's just about to leave Gemini, but not before it presides over this new moon. And with a Mars-ruled lunation squaring Mars itself, I'm seeing people ready to do battle. The Gemini influence brings a war of words or at least forceful communication. And the square between the lunation itself, between Mars and the lunation itself, looks like a battle of wills. It is a separating square which takes the edge off, but it's still pretty sharp. This is a good lunation to develop any intentions around striking out on your own, going your own way and asserting your position on something, especially by articulating your stance. The resources of Aries are there for you, which would be courage, alacrity, and decisiveness. It's a hot time. Some of you will enjoy this heat and find it exciting and arousing. And for some of you, it might be a little sharp for your taste. Just remember, Aries isn't just about war. War is what we get when we intend to dominate someone else who is also intent on dominating us. And that's not what Aries is really about unless it thinks that that's the only way it can be itself. Truth is, when Aries is working well, it knows it's not dependent on anything to be who it is. It's not even dependent on winning. I mean, of course it's hard for Aries to resist some healthy competition and stimulating conflict, but that's usually just a means to bring out the best in itself, a chance to focus their immense amount of energy on a specific task. And yes, one of the archetypes for Aries is the warrior. And I think Aries is about fighting, but it doesn't really have anything to do with beating anyone down. That would be the Aries shadow. Ideally, Aries is fighting for its right to exist as it is. It's fighting for the rights of others to exist as they are. It fights to feel its own being and to feel the rush of being awake and alive, which is why it's always searching for the new, because the new feels like being born. And then, on March 23rd, the moment we've all been waiting for and talking about, well, at least those of us who are following astrology, Pluto moves into Aquarius. This is a big deal, folks. Pluto was in Capricorn for about 15 years. It revealed the rot of corporate America, world politics, our financial systems, our healthcare systems, our carceral systems, um, our economies and ecologies. What will it reveal in Aquarius? 
Um, I'm actually going to dive into this next week with a few other astrologers because it's a big topic and it's deep. Pluto will spend 20 years in Aquarius. So this describes a long process. Pluto is a slow mover and does thorough work. But I want to remind people that because it's slow, unless you have planets or sensitive points in Aquarius or other fixed signs, the effects are going to creep in and you have to pay attention to what's going on. Even if Pluto is hitting a sensitive point in your chart, at this juncture, you might just get a little preview of some of the topics Pluto is going to work on over the next 20 years. Again, giving this more focused, I'm going to give this more focused treatment next week. And finally, finally, Mars enters Cancer this weekend on the 25th after spending seven long months in Gemini, bringing us too much not enough, and the wrong information, but also scrambling our brains so that we can get out of ruts in our thinking and communicating. It takes some chaos to get us to shift in a meaningful way. That's the value of confusion. Confusion is a sign that you're awake and alive. If you feel sure of what you know 100% of the time, there's a huge chance, actually, I would guarantee you're missing something. And maybe you'd rather miss some things so you don't have to feel the pain of confusion. But when we don't go through periods of being lost, we stop growing. And we don't get to exercise our faculties of thought. And if nothing else, Mars's time in Gemini gave our minds a workout. <laughs> when Mars moves into Cancer, we're going to feel a huge shift. We're going to be less concerned about what we think and more concerned about what we feel. Less concerned about our freedom to move and more concerned about our security. Instead of fighting about ideas and information, we're more likely to fight over whatever we think of as our turf, our people, and our, wel our welfare. We're moving on from sharp-tongued attacks into a more defensive posture. We're trading in snarkiness for moodiness or crabbiness. So get ready for some emotional energy. And because this is another bigger shift with a bigger story, due to Mars being held back from cancer for so long, we're going to dive into this more deeply next week at the Astrologer's Roundtable. So there's the week ahead. Again, we will be giving this more detailed treatment um, in Pluto's instance and also more detailed treatment for Mars's entrance into Cancer, among other big transits next week. 
So we have some bigger transits this week, almost stealing Aries thunder, but not really. Um, I would say they're both on pretty equal footing. Um, all the things going on in Aries are pretty dazzling, especially having two new moons in, in Aries. And that second new moon is our first eclipse in Aries after a year and a half of having eclipses on the Taurus-Scorpio axis. So yet another powerful harbinger for, for change. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Cosmic Dispatch. We'll be covering Aries season, Mars, and so much more for the next few weeks. In the meantime, take care and we'll talk next week. The Cosmic Dispatch is a weekly show that uses astrology as a catalyst for conversations with people from all walks of life. An exercise in making astrology an accessible part of your week. You can find out more about my work at www.astrologybycory.com.